All right, everybody. I am here on our Celebrating Excellence interview series, and I'm here with my special guest, a gentleman by the name of Tory Powell, uh, somebody that I think it is a person that you need to know if you don't know him already. Um, I met this young man, and I, and I do say we're still young. We ain't old yet. On the grounds of Blackburn College, back in the days, we was on the gridiron for a little while. Um, coming all the way, he's here in Chicago, but we're going to get into his story, how he started out in Carbondale. So, but we are glad to have him in the city of Chicago, the south suburbs. Very good brother, husband, father, and all-around good dude. And we're going to talk about his passion, which is art. I definitely think there are a lot of different artists in the world. Sometimes you think about art. You may think about music, you may think about drawings, but art is simply, it's the product of creative human activity in which materials are shaped or selected to convey an idea, emotion, or visually interesting form. So we're going to talk to Tori about his art and how it's going to, you know, impact our community, how it's impacting the world, the things he's got going on. We're going to talk about how you can follow him on social media and support this brother. But, uh, Tori, man, welcome to this interview, man. I appreciate you, bro, for taking the time. Gratitude, gratitude, man. What's going on? Man, nothing much, man. Looking to talk to you, man. I want the people to know about you. Uh, I'm just glad to, to bring it to the forefront of who you are. And we finna get into your story. So, as I said, you live here in Chicago, but originally you are from Carbondale. Now, what caused you, and I don't know how far you want to go into your story, but from Carbondale to Chicago, why? why? Why the change? So my mother and father are from Chicago. They went to SIU. My mother went to Kenwood. My father went to Simeon. Uh, they went to SIU. You know, sometimes family life ain't always great, so they went back down there and never came back to Chicago. So my old man ended up becoming a federal prison guard down there. So he got a job, you know, so that we stayed. There we are. You know, at that time, Carbondale was a great place to raise a family. So that was one of the aspects of he was staying down there, being raised down there. Had a great childhood and everything. I still got a lot of my childhood friends from Carbondale. So I can't complain, but it was different because, you know, when you come here for the summer and you got to go back to Carbondale, you dang. But now that I'm grown, I'm here with all my family. I get it. I get why we're down there. Okay, great. So thank you for that quick little backstory. Um, and your parents, beautiful people, got to meet them on numerous times. We were on Blackburn campuses. Uh, if you haven't met uh, Tory's parents, uh, great people, especially his father. He'll, he'll always keep you smiling, keep you laughing, always got some 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 funny to say from uh you know back in our um college days. And so even uh in Carbondale, and we were at Blackburn College together in uh Carlinville, um Illinois. Just tell me about your experience there because as we came from these different places, most of us came from Chicago, um, Southern Illinois, St. Louis, uh, Missouri, Jefferson City, Missouri, and we all came together in this little place <laughs> in Carlinville, Illinois, and talk about what you majored in and why and just the effect that that college, Blackburn College, had on you because I believe even for us to have this conversation almost 20 years later, since we all have transitioned out of Blackburn, many of us, one or two, three years, as I look around, so many of us are still connected in some type of way. We still talk. We support each other. Some of us have been in each other's weddings, outings, vacations. And you would think maybe in that small little place, people want to get away. But I think being there brought us closer together. So just tell me about... Your, ex your experience there, the friendships and connections that you created there that you still have today. And I really want you to talk about your, your major because to me, most of us that was there, us, us, us brothers, African-American brothers, we were athletes, um, you know, football players, a lot of people doing education, different things. But Tory is an artist and we're going to go deep into his art. And he's, uh, if I believe, a correctional officer. Yeah. So you majored in criminal justice. So... To me, a lot of people wasn't doing what he was doing as far as education-wise when he was at Blackburn. So just talk to me about your experience there. <laughs> All right, man, it's a family show. All right, so Blackburn, man, it was cool, man. I, I ain't going to lie to you, man. Was, I had the time of my life in that little high school, 
slash college. You know what I'm saying? It was that's all it was in high school with no parents. You know, but you know, I went down there like everybody else for football and everything. I got uh, tricked into going down there to play football and everything. Um, once I'll be honest with you, college became fun once football. Ended. Once football was over with, that punishment uh, we was going through every week, every day, and every weekend, every Saturday. Once that was over with, bro, college was a blast, you know. So when I first came into Blackburn, um, I was coming in uh, as a criminal justice mate, you know, because, you know, like I said, my father was a federal officer. So, you know, um, my job was, uh, was waiting. So uh, as time went on, you know, not much to really do down there. I, um, I always drew, but I really started getting into it when I met other people around me that was good at drawing. So even what I should say that was better. Then I started taking the art classes and everything. And then I really started tapping into my passion, really, really tapping into it. Because my, uh, my second roommate, uh, Rodney Gordon, was a monster in every aspect. He did pottery, he did painting, he did anything. He did any and everything. So once I, me and Rodney got tight, when he got the black one, I just dove in and never looked back. Man, that's what's up. Didn't know that about the rumor that we had the passion about the art. Now, when we yeah. go to your website, which is uh, buy guns and not art. Buy art, not guns. Buy art, not guns. Sorry, buy art, not guns. want to get that right. So we want you to go to the website. We want you to support and follow. Get the, get the merch. Get the paintings. Definitely. One of the things I read on your website that at the age of 12 is when you became an uh, factuated, had developed a passion for art after seeing the movie Spawn. Mm-hmm. And that's where you wanted to start. You started drawing. And as I was reading your profile and biography about that, my, my next question is, as you say, you were passionate about art at 12 to see. So to see you now and how you're able to create. And I don't want to get into We're going to get into that to carry that passion from 12 to now. Was there anything else that you was passionate about? Because at 12, you know, you like one thing, but then you see something else. I like this. I like you switch up a lot and as you transition through life. But I'm looking at you now and it's like, man, what he started at 12, he stuck with it. He he like he didn't not saying you didn't have passion about anything else, but he really stuck with this art. Why is it that that passion just stayed there when you had other things that you might have been into also? I was always around it. Um, I, like I said, in one of my interviews I did. My best friend growing up, Brandon Mason, monster. I remember uh, when we was like in six, seven, maybe six, seven grade. He was doing stuff. Uh, he was doing stuff with people to, for Marvel. He was drawing stuff, and he was just so man, bro. I can't. I'm speechless to this day. But what he would do, he would draw stuff and let me copy. It. And he'll like every day. I'm like, hey man, draw me stuff. And it's got, it's got to the point. He just got tired. He, he was drawing a whole bunch of stuff. Like leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? So I stay, So I knew I couldn't get nothing else out of him for a while. I stay with it, stay with it. Then I have an older cousin named my friend. Um, I remember, you know, we spent the summers here in Carverville, Chicago, or in Texas with his brothers. So one year, I remember my mother just got a job, got a job at SIU, as a doctor secretary. So she wants uh, drawings for our office and everything. And uh, I drew uh, our sensor, our Homer sensor. Mm, I'm thinking it was it was cold to me until I saw what he drew. You know what I'm saying? He drew some stuff. Uh, he drew uh, his name with a top hat and a magician hat. And then he drew somebody getting dunked on. Looked like on like in, like in a neighborhood in Miami. It was just that detail. He was like 11, 12 years old. But what, what lit the fire was, he gave it to my mother. My mother, oh, baby, this is nice. And she get to him. You thought it was a, a dead, it was a murderer standing behind me. I, I got all big and everything. I'm like, I wanted that. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was looking for. So from that point on, man, I went hard, you know what I'm saying? I, I stayed dedicated, you know what I'm saying? That wasn't the whole main focus, but it was a major drive in me, though, seeing that and everything. Okay, thank you. So, yes, love hearing that drive and that passion that you have held on to yet until today. And so with that drive and passion, can you tell us what your art means to you? Because we see the passion in your work, but... Why is your art so important to you? Because, man, you know, growing up, all my favorite people are storytellers. You know, Martin Versailles, Biggie, uh, John Singleton. You know, the way they told a story and the way the story came out to young black men. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's, and that's the thing. I have three sons. You know, 
a lot of my guys have sons, you know, and uh, I work in a, and I'm in a correctional, and I'm working in corrections. So a lot of the smartest, talented people I know is are locked up. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, the stuff you see on TV, just grab that. How, how uh, correctional officers are, you know, with, uh, with inmates and everything, scrap them. And I'm there just to do my age. Sometimes you might see me at food. But, but the, the, the topics in my style, that is for me to grab a younger audience. You know what I'm saying? I try to tell my story to a younger audience with, the, you know, with some of the topics I do use to, I use in my art. And, uh, and so that's basically what it is. I just, uh, yeah, I'm passionate, passionate about it because I want to get into the story for the people who are watching me, like my kids, my cousins, um, nieces, I mean, honorary nieces and nephews. I just want to be able to tell a story so they can understand, you know what I'm saying, through my art. Okay, I'm, I'm glad you said story, because now you're going to get to some questions I wasn't expecting to get to that quick, but because of your answer to that, you're telling a story with your art. So one thing that is so significant about your art, it tells a story. Uh, I've seen you in your art, some of your portraits stand up for social justice mm -hmm. to hopefully you've put out pieces where, you know, buy art, not guns. And living in the city of Chicago, we already know what it is about the gun violence, but you're standing up against it. Like you're not out there vocally. You're not out there protesting. But through your art, you're telling a story. You're standing up for something. You're, you're, you're expressing something. So I can see the story in your um, pieces and what you stand up for. And so everybody that stands up for what is right or what we should be doing, everybody ain't vocalizing. Everybody ain't protesting. But you're expressing your stance on many things through your art. So one of the things I want to talk about, because you brought us some of your inspirations, talked about biggies, so music. One of the fastest, fascinating things I found about when you're drawing, when you're putting your post up on your Instagram, putting it on Facebook. You always got some music playing. Okay. You always got something playing in the background. How does the music influence your art, or is it kind of putting you in a flow when you draw? Because I ain't never seen you draw post pictures or videos or too much with just the videos without some music in the background. And I've always wondered: is it inspiring him to create, or is it just puts him in a flow like he can't draw unless he has certain music on? Can you please just explain it? Because I find it fascinating when people are having music when they're doing their craft. Sometimes, man, it's just the soundtrack of the day or soundtrack of how you're feeling or the soundtrack of the piece, you know. Sometimes I use Big, sometimes I use, um, man, I'll go back to use I, uh, Isaac Hayes. I use Isaac Brothers. I use um, Kodak Black or something. It's just how it has it gels with the piece. And a lot of times when I do like a buy art not done piece with features, Maybe a, a young black male holding a, holding a gun, but instead of a gun, it'd be a, a nerf gun. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm trying to show, you know, because so, uh, I'm trying to show a lot of the pictures or from, oh, that is, we're doing security on the side at one point. I did a lot of it on 71st and Jeff. I saw a lot of shit. It made me go the other way. You know what I'm saying? So, but a lot of people, man, most long story short, a lot of these kids are born without a chance. Or born having to jump off the porch, and sometimes mm. they got something underneath their shirt or tucked in their pants that's got to help them get through their day. But I'm trying to show them, man. Sometimes you can turn off that tough. Sometimes you can turn off. You can turn off the cool, man. You can be that nerd, and th and it also represents innocence. When you see a piece with me, uh, drawn by me, and a young man has a Nerf gun in his hand, that that gun was probably a real gun, but now I'm turning that Nerf into a Nerf gun to represent childhood and their innocence. Now, nine out of ten, they didn't have. Because they was born into a certain situation, or certain things happen that they have to be the adult, and they don't know how to go the other way. You know, to get certain means to take care of them or their the siblings, or their old, or their own mother or father. You know, and sometimes music helps me push that message. You know, what I'm saying, you know, this will want to have a soundtrack. You know, so something to suck you in and to help you think when you look at that piece. Man, beautiful. So thank you for that and even expounding on i love how your art is reaching the next generation because um i have a son he's a young artist and i can honestly say you're probably one of his favorite um artists he loves anything that you post sometimes i ask, hey son no dad I already saw his artwork man dad he cold like this like he goes into your work and the impact that it's having on him seeing another black man that and i tell my son 
we had a conversation where he was like, oh, dad, I just want to draw, do this, start a T-shirt with my stuff. He was kind of saying, I think I could just start a business and not go to school. He said, your friend is doing what he doing and selling his, his work and doing that. He just did it. I said, but son, we met in college. He didn't really under, know your background to being a correctional officer. I was explaining to him about while you working on your business, you still got to work maybe a regular job for a little while to your business, you know, supplement your income. I'm not saying yeah. your See art that? can evolve. See that? I got about three of four of those. Heck yeah, I got to have a job. <laughs> and so I was explaining that to him, but... Your impact in your art, I see how it inspires my son because he's basically saying, Dad, I don't see too many men that look like me that's doing what this guy's doing. And I see the message he's putting into it. So as you look into the youth and you inspire them, and as you said, some of these situations that our young men, young ladies are, are born into, you know, they didn't ask for these situations. They didn't ask for these circumstances. Like you said, they may have to tuck something in their shirt just because I got to make it through the day. I got to defend myself. And you're trying to show them you can make a different choice. Is there anything else that you want your art to say to someone else that when they see your art that this is the message that I won't convey when you see my art? You know, um, like the message, you know, one thing I can say, man, thankfully I had my father growing up because he always gave me a book. He gave me the, the biography of Malcolm X. Uh, my mother, she gave me books like From the Pimp Stick to the Pool Pit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Iceberg, so, you know, I had different, um, you know, they gave me different avenues to learn about different people. But the point I'm trying to make is with my art, sometimes people don't know who Nelson Mandela is. Sometimes people might not know who, um, who's another person, Mahalia Jackson, or, or another old, um, or might not know the whole significance of Martin Luther King. But I think my style, if I draw and create, they see him. They're like, well, let me look into who this person is. You know what I'm saying? Why Why would he choose this person? Like Gordon Parks. They might, I might do a piece. Well, damn, who is this dude? You know what I'm saying? Then you look into some of these pictures, you might see like, damn, this old man did this. Damn, he had something to do with this movie. He was cool with Muhammad Ali. And then, you know, it might start a trend to, for them to open up their mind to other things and educate themselves on other, on other people. So that's another thing I try to do with my art. You know what I'm saying? With my style and everything. So they say so, so you left off with your with your style, and thank you for even mentioning those different historical figures, especially within our black community. As we are in Black History Month, one thing that I see with this generation is coming up. All right, so and as I said, the different historical figures that you put in your art. So like you said, kids may not know, and I definitely believe our kids that are coming up now. To me, they don't teach them enough, especially in the school systems about all these african-american historical figures that have paved the way for them to have what they have whether it's education sports to express their art the people that paved the way um that's very important what your style of art has done and that's what i want to talk about your style one of the things when i talk to my son about your art is that he sees your style he knows that when you post something, oh, that's Mr. Powell. That's that's his art. Can't nobody mimic him. Can't nobody cop. I know that's his art. How are you just so secure with your style? Because when I see something, I know it's Tory. Before I hear the music, see your name. Yo, I know that's his. Like you look at your art, you just know that's that's your style. That's your signature. How did you develop your style today? Did you try different things? Feel like man, that ain't gonna work. That ain't me. Okay, I'm gonna draw this. That ain't me. But when did you get to the point when you know this is me? This is my style. This is what I'm putting out. I ain't finna deviate away from this. Well, two reasons, two things. You know, growing up, you know, um, looked at a lot of uh, tattoo magazines, lowrider art magazines from back in the day. I used to love how seeing a lot of Mexican artists and like how they would shade, shade their pictures and everything. But I had that style, but I think I stuck stuck with it and, and tried to make it even better. Is when I my. Uh, my art teacher in college tried to say my style was horrible. He said it was too tattooish. It's not really an art style. And wow. He tried to basically knock my style, so I so I wanted to rub his face in the dirt, and I stuck with it. <laughs> I mean, if some of y'all know the story, the man tried to flunk me the night before, the day before my art show, and tried to run out of time. Well, we're not going. We ain't got to focus on that because you see where I'm at now, you know. But that was one of my that was one of the moments that made me stick with it, you know. And 
made me actually stick with being an artist, trying to become an artist, is when you know the negativity and the hate that I got for somebody I, I looked up to at one point. But that's what made me stick with, just because I said um, I was told it wasn't something. You know, say it wasn't art. When somebody could tell you that your art isn't art, your art starts with emotion. Art causes conflict, and that's what my style did at that point. And so I'm like, I'm sticking with this and everything. And you know, if you stick with something in due time, it'll get better and it'll get better and better. And this is what we have now. And then, like I say, and that also comes with watching other artists. You know what I'm saying? See how can I adapt it to my style? And that's all it is, man. It's just me staying with it, staying passionate. Turning on the blinders, plugging my ears, and just keep going, just proving people wrong. Man, that's what's up. So now you didn't you didn't hit into another question I had. You didn't hit it already. I was going to ask you about the challenges you face with your art. One of the one aspects of that is when somebody tells you about your art, like somebody told you your art only going to be for tattoos. You know, trying to Not box good you in. That wasn't even good enough for that. You know, wasn't wow. So so. Now, from 12 to now, what are some other challenges you face? Because I, I had the blessing of coming down to Chicago to see when you had some of your art on exhibit in the gallery. Beautiful display. You and the other artists that was there. Beautiful. Uh, me and my wife were just um, astounded. Um, I try to teach my kids, you know, about stuff like that. Uh, we know what our <laughs> kids are into, social media, they phone. But I told them, you know, we need to go down more to the museums, a different thing. I, I recently told my kids, you know, y'all ever been to the, your kids take field trips, but I found out none of my children have been to the DuSable Museum. Right. When I was a kid, that was a standard. You know, they've been to the shed, been to the zoo. Right. They ain't been to DuSable Museum. What's that, Dad? Like, and I felt like, as a father, where have I failed at? Right, right. <laughs> Not right. taking y'all to appreciate something like that. So, what other challenges have you faced with your art? Have you ever wanted to be in certain galleries, but because of your style, or we're not going to take this or maybe someone sees your creativity your ability and say i want you to draw this but don't put your mark on it try try something else what are some of the other challenges or even just as an artist creating all these pieces but people seem like they're not interested they don't want to hear about y'all they don't want you to explain your art what are the other challenges you have faced as an artist that could have discouraged you made you want to quit made you want to say i'm just going to put this to the side i ain't gonna worry about it because people ain't feeling me. Can you talk about any more challenges you've had throughout your time as an artist? Well, luckily, man, I ain't really had too many challenges because, you know, um, I've been blessed to come in contact with some great gallery owners, you know, like like Connect Gallery, 344 Art, Art Gallery out west, you know, Connect Galleries in, um, is in High Park, you know. But luckily, I've been able to come in contact with them. They've been able to link me with some other people because they see my passion for my work. But at times, I have. I can honestly. I ain't never. If it's an obstacle, obstacle to make me want to quit. Never. Never. You, you always gotta understand, people. Everybody's not gonna be happy. Dude. Everybody's not gonna want you to succeed. And me personally, I, I know when it's that. It just makes me giggle on the inside. You know what I'm saying? It just makes me giggle because I'm. It's gonna because my hard work and you know my passion is gonna show through the work. So I might not be rich. I might not be in all the galleries, but I'm in enough. You know what I'm saying? I feel as though there's people that know me. There's people watching. And like I tell people, you might not get all on with your social media. You might not get all the likes. But your views, how you got 30, 13 likes, 800 views. They watch. You know, so so it's no, so don't ever base everything on that. But like far as galleries, like I said, I have some good, um, I have some great, uh, I met some great people who link with other, other people. And like my, my man Jose, who was in all over, uh, who was all over the art scene here in Chicago. Uh, introduced me to some nice people and you know great people I should say so I man I've been always been blessed in that aspect of that but as far as like the obstacles man sometimes when you do want to do a gallery they want that night that you the best piece and you know but they might not want you to show in the gallery that's fine so basically what you're telling me you want to see can I be can I be can I keep can I keep producing great work you know what I'm saying so that's what I take it as that sometimes it goes my way sometimes it doesn't you know it's it's a game man it is a game, but me personally, I'm on planet, but I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this mm. what I love to do. What I love Come to on. do, what I love to quit my nine to five job, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, I would love to quit my nine to five and just do this. But I got a five year old that like to do backflips off the top of stairs. So that, that, that I need my insurance. You know what I'm saying? 
But once again, I do this for the love. This is my passion. You know what I'm saying? If every five minutes I'm drunk, you know, and you know, like, but in another obstacle, it wasn't an obstacle. It's just you got people who have no talent. You know what I'm saying? Don't have nothing to tap into. You know what I'm saying? And one thing that one thing they're good at is, is trying to discourage others. I embrace it. Like, you know, when when I first started doing being a prison guard, man, you know, I was sort of 22, 23 when I started. So a lot of these people they ain't got their youth no more. And one thing I used to walk around with a pad all day. And you act like the inmates, you drawing all day. But now, 15, 16 years later, here I am. Now they ain't all. Because I'm my work in the galleries. They go somewhere. They go to somebody else. That looks familiar. Oh man, he a CEO. Damn, I know him. I have had that happen before. So man, you know, sometimes I just I don't I don't take it as hey, let's take it as a challenge, you know. And I'm forward. But like once again, man, I feel like if you're not doing it for the money aspect, if you're doing it for the love and the passion, all that other all the other stuff, all the other rewards will come with sooner or later. And and that was beautifully said, man, about well, you just said, I don't do it for the money. I, I do it because it's, it's the passion. Um, I was just telling somebody, they were asking me, why are you doing these interviews, man, and posting stuff on social media and doing all of this? You know, you're trying to, you know, run the game, get my I said, it ain't about that. I said, with this platform I have, and I don't consider myself to be no bit, but I said, I know some people that's doing some great stuff, businesses, impacting the community. They passionate about something. And I got a platform to talk to them. Uh, about it so that people can hear their story here why they do what they do you know i'm not looking for any monetary value i mean if it comes that's cool right but th there's more people you know people talk to me about like my kids i do a lot of stuff at the school and a lot of other kids know me i try to be involved but i just started sitting around talking about it ain't just me it's other people and yeah i said as i look as i live in the south suburbs looking at the chicago community I know people I went to college with, people that that doing great things. And I don't think we have enough conversations about this and put each other on. You know, if we supposed to be brothers, sisters, friends and stuff, we're going to start uh, putting each other on. So, like you said, you, you may have somebody that maybe I can't buy or invest in your business, but maybe I can do something like this on this platform. Let other people know, hey, you might love art. and You're looking for a new piece to be in your living room. So now I'm introducing my brother here so that you can know this uh, about people. And my, my wife always messed with me. She said, you're always trying to support somebody. You're always trying to do something with black businesses all the time. But I told her in this year, as some things are transitioning in my life, I want to support more people. I want to do more for others because I have the ability. I have the time. My kids are older. I'm not so much having to run them around. And I really want to be intentional in supporting other people supporting their passions and if this is one way i can do it there's other ways i can do it that's my and that's how we have to do it. that's what he said this thing that i'm doing is becoming a passion of mine i, I didn't think it was going to be this at first i was like oh i'll try it i'll buy the mic the headphone let's see but it's really becoming a passion of mine now that i love sitting down like i said we went to, to college together and you know um you see people now transition. Tori was one person in college, but now Tori is, he's a husband, he's a father, he has a career as a correction. I can't look in Tori and say, oh, yeah, man, I, I know him, Tori. That was almost 20 years ago. So even as we are all connected, but we always don't know who we have evolved into. Even in this interview, I've learned so much. Like, man, even though I know this brother, I don't know him as well as I should know him, knowing that we had this connection at Blackburn College. And that's what we miss. What we post on social media doesn't tell the story completely about what people have become. And, and that leads me to my next question with you. When I see the amount of time you put into your pieces, the detail, the colors, the different, even on your uh, website, you discuss all the different materials you use to make these pieces of work. You were the one that until my son saw your work, he was doing little drawings in school, selling them for like $5, boom, 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 here and there. You are the one that told him, hey, man, if you put in this amount of work these hours, you can charge a little more. He was just giving out papers. He saw your work and understood, Dad, what is he doing? Oh, he framing it. He spraying it down. He putting, because you got to have a presentation. Right. Some of his work that he's giving out, we went to Hobby Lobby. He started putting frames around it. That all came from you. 
because he hadn't seen nobody do that stuff. But then I look at it, okay, this man's a correction officer. Sometimes he got to do doubles. He got to tend to his wife, his children. He still got his parents. How does he have the time to create this type of work when you got life and everything else? And then those moments in your life when I just want to have time for me. I just want to go out. I want to kick it. I want to chill. Where do you find the time to, to make the... And I know you ain't sitting there drawing stuff... 30 minutes, boom, got he go to his piece, we good. And I'm looking at everything, how does Tori, the man, the father, the husband, the son, the brother, the, the influencer, the, the man that works, and, I, and I'm sure you mean a lot at your job, how do you find the time to create what you create, and that's your passion, that's what you're passionate, and I'm sure you're passionate as a husband, as a father. Man, some of us will use that life and say, I don't got time for other stuff because I got a 10 of this how do you find time to, to do and deal with all of it bro I don't know I'm be honest with you, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I think man you know I got a I can honestly I got a great support system you know what I'm saying um the way that my job is going right now I have a lot of seniority so I'm in a lot of I'm in a lot of non-dangerous places so sometimes I can uh I do a lot of drawing that work bro I ain't gonna lie to you I ain't gonna listen to you I do a lot of drawing that work I'm talking so you haters are gonna see this and try to tell me but I do a lot of my drawing at work. Man. I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm a control room officer now, so I just push buttons, you know, alert alert of an emergency, tell them where to go, what they're going into, and I'll do it. And um, so I get a lot of a lot of my big huge pieces. I get done there, man. If, if the time allows, you know, then you know I got to set up at home. Like my son's at school right now, get to work. My wife, um, she she's an artist herself. She's a nail tech. So that that's another that's quiet that's some more quiet time. She's with a client right now. I can do my work. Like my I got two older sons, they gone. That's time right there. Um but like when it comes but um but when my son is here and my wife is not working, man, that's that's for us. That's our time. You know? Um people go in look I work nights, so when they go to sleep at night, I'm still up. That's the time for me to draw and everything. Mm -hmm. And then you know, luck, you know, my mother and father they're still in carpet there. But well, you know, but they know what goes on. So when they come, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it's family time. You know what I'm saying? But, it, man, for the, thank God, man, I don't know, man. It just it just falls into place sometimes. You know, sometimes I got to, I got to, like, you know, put my son next to me, let him scribble on some stuff, let him draw on the paper I'm drawing on so he feel like he's helping to get him, you know, if I get a little bit more work done. But man, it's a, it's just man, I just it's a blessing. I'm just blessed, man. It's, you know, some days my son needs all the attention. Some days he's like, all right, bro, you too, leave me alone. You know, and that's when I take advantage. Just gotta take advantage of those little, that little time, those little gaps that that's what I presented to you sometimes. Beautiful. And, and while we're on the subject of that, and did you just mention your son sitting next to you, script like he helping? Um, didn't know that your wife was a nail tech. So mm -hmm. to have two artists creating in the house, and you see, and it's and it's rubbing off on him. You can see it rubbing off on him because it's art teacher. He's like me, man. He gets in trouble in music class, but he doesn't. It's, I don't know. It's <laughs> but you need it, you know. Salute to his music teacher because I know he's not easy to deal with in that class. But then you have this art teacher say he's one of his best, most talented students he ever seen in his life at that age of five. You know, and that's what I, you know. I went through the same thing. So, but you see, his influence he has at home now. From my wife and, and my son, and, and that and that's the beautiful thing. And to see uh, a young man, and I'm speaking of you, to have your father, and he still hear you, and now you're in your son's life. Um, and as you spoke to it earlier, we know a lot of our black men don't have that. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of people are seeing some of our young people are doing. I see it in my children's school, fights, drugs relationships babies before time all this stuff and what a lot of people don't talk about is how impactful it is for the father to be in the home right. and some people say well that don't matter i hear people's stories <clears throat> oh you got these strong mothers like i lost my dad when he was seven mm -hmm. i got a stepfather at 13 we just didn't have a good relationship and yeah, i had a very strong mother but i still needed a dad i tell people that all the time what you mean you turned out all right no, I had some stuff going on because I didn't have a father. Don't think that because I didn't have one, it, I just turned. No, it was some stuff going on that I needed. To see three generations of men 
consistently there and to see what you do rubbing off on on your son and i know your wife supports what you do with your passion i believe she stands right by your side because sometimes i believe in a family you could do something and if you want anybody to support you you want your family to support you sometimes you can care less about the outside if i need anybody i, I need my family what does it mean to you to know that when you see your son scribbling when you see little bits of you in him when you know your wife got your back what does that mean to you to know that man no matter what i got they support 100 percent it means a man it makes it makes the process a whole lot easier and a whole more and a lot more inspiring you know because like you said that in-house support mate you don't care any you don't care what anybody says with that support you know your blinders are on your ears are plugged up because you know you got four other people that's watching you know that's down for real you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, man, it's that media family, man, what's mm -hmm. what makes you successful. You know what I'm saying? You know, and luckily I had that example growing up. You know what I'm saying? I never seen my father on the couch. I never seen my father away from home. Wow. You know what I'm so Come I on, just sir. tried to and I tried to start that in my household, my three sons and everything. And um but support is everything. Family support and trying to and being around is that's everything. Even if you just in the way. You know what I'm saying? When I say in the way in your kids' way. You know what I'm saying? But doing your kid's way, that's you from stopping them from doing something stupid. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to happen. But when they get older, they'll understand it. And my father's going to be crazy as a kid. But I get it, man. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I totally get it, man. Man, it may, makes sense. And, man, just, and that's what I want people to see as we as we come to the end of this interview. Uh, Tory Powell is more than just an artist. I believe we've just got a small snip into him as as a father, um, as a husband, um, his work, and just the different things um, th that he does. And that's the purpose of when I talk about celebrating excellence. People need to see that right here in our local communities, nothing against all of the athletes, the actors, actresses, musicians, superstars, people that we look at as role models. Sometimes you can look right out your front door. And that role model you need is sitting right there next door to you, but you don't even know it. You right. know, sometimes it's people. I know with the pandemic and different things, we didn't want to be around people. But the world is, you know, we starting to come back out again and get some type of normalcy. But one of the intentions of this, I want people to see that, you know, the person that you need is a role model. Because they may be somebody on your block who ain't got a father. Yeah. And they ain't trying to be your dad. I'm just trying to be somebody to help you and mentor you, trying to give you something different. And I learned that too from being in my job. When I used to work the decks all the time, man. I remember, I mean, I come in. First thing I do, man, I lock my stuff and I walk around my deck, man. What's up? What's up, fellas? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's going on? And man, I just might have prevented a fight. I might have prevented somebody doing something to themselves. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, man, they just want to. They just want you to come in, come stand there and let them talk, so they can listen. But they never had that before. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, and you know, that's just me as a person. I'm just like that. Period. So, like you said, just just your presence might be something somebody needs. You know what I'm saying? And I try to offer that to everybody I come in contact with. Man, thank you for saying that, cause that and that and that means a lot. Because we we never know. I try to tell people, simple conversation can save somebody's life. They just need yeah. to get out whatever they thinking about doing. If you can talk to them five to ten, you know, we, we can't disregard people. Sometimes I can't be too busy to just. Throw somebody, hey man, I ain't got time. But then you hear somebody did something to themselves or got into something. You sit back and think, man, what if I would have took that five, ten minutes? I might have prevented something just just by listening, you know, just by being there. So in, in your line of work, being able to do that is powerful, man. Because you, you you literally saving lives, saving mm -hmm. people from getting in. A, they, they're there for whatever reason, whatever happened. But you're helping them be better in that moment, over the years, over time just from your presence, just from taking the time. And that's that's dope, you know. So you're so impactful <clears throat> with your art, in your career. Just that little bit you told us about your son, how he wants to be like his dad with the art. Such an influencer in so many different ways. Like I said, you, you, you don't, I've never known you to be like a big boastful person about your talents, your gifts. You really laid back, still chill, cool. But as I'm listening to this interview, I'm just looking at the ways you're impacting people's lives. But it's it's real low-key. You ain't telling the world about it, but you know what you're doing. And I ain't saying you're looking for no recognition. 
But as people listen to this, I want them to know this is why I'm doing this. Because we got a lot of unsung heroes literally right around us in our communities that are changing people's lives and we don't know it. And that those are the people I'm looking for. That I want to have this platform to give them an opportunity to talk, let them know what they're doing so people can see, wow. People couldn't think, oh, he's just an artist. That's just Tory from college. No. Tory almost been in what's a 20-year career. And I can almost look how many lives he didn't change in his field of work by having simple conversations, giving somebody some time to talk and express themselves. He's saving lives where he at. Y'all don't think that's important as a correctional officer, what he's doing? And then through your art, you speaking to the youth, you taking stands on crime, social justice, through through drawing, through through inspiration, you're telling a story. Letting us know about the history of us, us as black people, through your drawings, people we need to know. Let me go and create this piece. This is somebody y'all need to know, our next generation. And if anybody stuff that your son, what he's, like you said, I never saw my dad not go to work. My dad wasn't laying on the couch. And look what he's building his son. And now with this generation, look what you look what your son is seeing. Man, my dad is passionate. My dad go to work. My dad's a provider. My dad is good to my mom. Imagine what's getting in your son, your, your children's head. So now they're going to carry that to their marriages, to their life, that, that thing. So you are building something that's so powerful that we need in our communities and we need in this world today. And so as we come to the end, man, bro, just tell us what you might have going on, anything you got coming up, any uh, exhibits, just anything you want the people to know. Right now, man, I don't have, I don't have um, any exhibits or anything coming. I'm just working on my new series and just trying to perfect my craft right now. And um, a lot of times, stuff just falls into my into my lap. But you know, pretty much this is something I probably do some festivals or every or anything. Um, probably do a couple um, traveling art shows if time if time is allowed time allowed. But a lot like I said, man, I'm just here trying to create, 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 create. And if you know the right person sees it, it might take me somewhere. You know, but for the most part, man, I'm just here creating, creating, man. No plan. Just playing it by ear right now. Just pretty much want to get a whole new series out before I present myself to um, any more gallows. Appreciate it, man. Well, man, thank you for taking the time, man. No thank doubt, you for taking this interview. Thank you for expressing Appreciate and sharing it. a little bit about you with us, man. Um, hopefully this will lead to uh, more conversations. I, I definitely think I said, um, and this is just to everybody, not just to me and Tori, um, I know a few months ago we, we lost one of our college classmates, uh, 40 years old, and to me it was a wake-up call. Um, I, I think about some of us that live in the local area, south suburb of Chicago, even to Missouri, even to Peoria, different places. And I was talking to a few of my other college friends like, we don't talk enough. Maybe we can't always link together and get together. We don't talk. We don't spend time enough. And right. we only in our early 40s, so you still thinking, man, I got some time. Yeah, we, I'm young, man. I'm yeah. 30. I just can't walk as good as I was. <laughs> 30. But when I sat there and looked at my friend, I was like, no, like you, you can't miss out on moments to be with people. And that's this. I, I told one of my friends, I want to interview you. My friend said, oh, Jermaine, I ain't got nothing to say. We started talking about something that she was dealing with. And I said, you got a story. Somebody yeah. could be going through what you're dealing with, and I want to bring you on to talk about what you've overcame, that you feel is insignificant, but I told her, I know people that's dealing with this. I need you to say something. And she felt like, don't nobody want to hear me. I said, no, I promise you. I know people that need to hear your story. And I said, as your friend, I didn't even know you was going through all of this. Right. How, how did I miss it? How? I said, we got to talk more, because you was going through a tough time in your life, and I had, we, we talked, you know, social media, hey, how you going, this and that. We see the pictures, but you was going through. And as your friend, I didn't even know. That broke me a little bit. Right. I should have been there. I should have been had some encouraging words for you. So we need these platforms. We need these connections to, to, to talk more, to see what else, to support each other. So that that's what I'm trying to do. So if you watch this and you think, man, I want Jermaine to put me on. Man, I would love to. Because we all got something that's going to help somebody else. And, and, bro, I just appreciate you taking the time, man. man this is great. Man. Oh, man. Thank you, sir. Remind so this me is... When to, remind me when you used to tell us all the, all the bad stuff we was doing while you was getting us a haircut back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I 
man. All the good old days right, of Blackbird. Right. Yeah, man. And I, I'm glad for everybody's uh, growth right. in life. Um, even 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 my my growth in life. I like what you just said, talking about all the bad things. I was telling y'all, y'all <laughs> haircuts. And life, life is funny because Lord knows I had my times in life where I went through some stuff. I did some stuff. And I was like, man. Stuff that I was telling people, hey, you shouldn't be doing to make a different decision. But then when it hit my plate, I was like, dang, <laughs> I couldn't escape that either. I did yeah, this. Right. I did that. Man, so, man, you know. No it was never no judgment. It was just more, man. It was just different, man. You know, it was just different. You know, because everybody goes, like you said, everybody goes through different things at different times in their lives. And, you know, some of us were just moving faster than others. And it just came to us, to some of us faster than others. You know, since so. Some of us knew how to handle it right then and there. Some of us did, you know what I'm saying? But life, man, life is a funny thing, especially because it comes to everybody different at different times. Man, that was such a defining statement. Yes, sir. I was a late bloomer in some things, mm -hmm. but I I hit some roles in my life, and and now like and my kids always say, "You always try to." Stop us from having fun, da, 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 da. And, I, and I tell them all the time. It ain't that I ain't do some stuff y'all trying to get into, but, you know, I saw the outcome of it. I saw it, spaces in my life where it slowed me down and hindered me. I just don't want you to, you know, you're doing good. Let's Don't don't make them decisions in that, you know, and the kid, are oh, you just old, dad? You just talking? No, it's, you know, y'all got social media and all this stuff. Some of the stuff is still the same out here in this oh, world. It's, it's, it really is. Right, you know, slow down. Only, you know, yeah, the only difference is now they got tracking devices. We didn't. Mm hmm. It's only difference. So, so yeah, man. So, if any kids hit us, hey, man, you know, life is out there. Don't rush to get into it. Don't rush to get into a lot of stuff. Take your time. Right. Take take your time. Like 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 like. Listen, it, it's gonna come. You are gonna get your freedom. Get your fun. Just just take everything one day at a time and, and learn. One thing I always try to tell my kid: enjoy your life. Yeah. Enjoy me at 41. I'm trying to learn now how to enjoy life because I spend so much time working, doing all other stuff, and I looked at myself like I haven't enjoyed life enough. I haven't tried. I haven't done more, and that's something that me and my wife are both saying. That is, we not that we're old, but we're we're both looking at like we have not enjoyed life enough, and that's one thing I can say. As I talk to my brother, I see the things that him and his wife do. He goes out. Even in all your busyness, I see you enjoy life. And I could personally say that you're one of the ones that I look at and be like, I can see him just go with his wife on a simple date night. They just like they enjoying themselves. That's like right. when me and my wife go out, it's people like you that said, why am I not doing that with my wife? Just going out, getting a bite and just really enjoying ourselves. Babe, yo, let's go. Let's go do something. Just a night out. It, it means the world just to have that time. So... You one of the ones I've been looking at for years on social media. Man, they always somewhere. They always going out. Yeah. And I started saying, wait a minute. Why ain't I doing that? Yo, <laughs> let's go. And man, it does wonders. <laughs> they ain't got to always be white tablecloths like people make it seem, but they're not doing it like that either. That money just hit right. But man, bro, you can go, like I said, man, simple wine tasting, man. Uh, a walk. Man, you can go, man, you can go get a. I know this sounds old fashioned, but you just get a bottle of park, go to the lake and sit there and have a drink, bro. Man, for real. Hey, you know, this conversation, sometimes another adult conversation can make everything better. Yeah, and that's and that's what I'm learning to to do um in in uh marriage. Cause I know I don't do enough of it. And these are things me I know me and my wife talk about. We and we talked about connecting with other couples, having those uh, conversations and different things i know who i want to connect with who i don't want to connect right. with Cause some people drama i don't want <laughs> i don't right. want your problem i don't want to sit the whole night talking about your issues hey we trying to kick and have a nice time smile laugh and enjoy each other i ain't here to talk about problems and stuff so man just so i want to say that to you just watching and, and learning you know because sometimes you say it ain't always be white tablecloths and we can overcomplicate things instead of just like you said just go down to the lake sit on the sand Enjoy a nice even a nice sunset and some good conversation. It could be so simple, 
But sometimes you want to make things so grand. Oh, I got to have all the trimmings in a little restaurant. Just put on this little outfit. Man. Wine and some appetizers go a long way, my brother. Tell me. Some appetizers and the glass of wine will take you a long way. I promise you. I promise you. Hey, man, I'm, I'm taking it in, bro. So I'm trying to. Well, I'm not saying. I, let me not say I'm trying. We're doing it. Me and my wife, we're learning how to go out and enjoy life especially since the kids are older because what did they what they always do to us when they know we going out the kids will say y'all got a curfew <laughs> yeah all right, whatever all right. <laughs> but they're starting to see they enjoying life because our kids are at an age where well i don't need a babysitter we've raised y'all to be responsible right. we have to start yeah we still taking y'all out doing for y'all but we can't lose us we can't do that. And I'm learning that not only with my wife, even as an individual, I'm learning what my passions are, what I'm interested in, right. what I'm enjoying. I know y'all probably listen to this talking about, they ain't even talking about the interview no more. But man, through this brother, through this lens of eyes, so sometimes when we look at social media for gossip and mess and garbage, I'm looking at one of my brothers here that's next to me on the screen, and I'm seeing that in all that he does as a husband, a father, an artist, a businessman, I see this man enjoy life. I don't think, not saying he ain't dealing with stuff that could be stressful, frustrated, but I, I'm watching him saying he going to take some time to enjoy life. Oh, yeah. So, man, I appreciate you, man, for no being that inspiration to me to teach me that even in the midst of all that we have on our shoulder as men, we have to take that time to yet take a minute to let me just stop about worrying about everything. Let me go enjoy myself. And right. it's a stress reliever when we get those yeah. moments. Yeah. Sometimes, man, you know, I, I got it pretty bad. Sometimes I don't care, bro. I put my happiness for everything, you know what I'm saying? You know, it, it, but when I say that, I mean my family and everything, man. Like, I don't let work. Work is work. I don't bring that home. I don't care. I'm sorry. You know, my wife, my wife sometimes, you know, gets so mad at certain things. I'm like, and I'm just sitting there like, say, why aren't you mad? I'm like, shit, you mad enough for everybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it doesn't make any point. It doesn't make any point to sit there and be just as mad as her because somebody's not going to think logical. Something bad might happen. So, man, sometimes you got to sit back and just observe, look, all right, you know, it's not worth all that. So, you know, I'll go this direction, say this direction, you know what I'm saying? And that's life, period, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? I do that in my every, that I do that in my everyday life. I do that in my marriage and everything. You know, sometimes you have to, you can't sweat the point of matter, you can't sweat the small stuff, bro. Mm-hmm. You can't sweat, you can't sweat, especially at our age, you can't sweat the small stuff, man, at all. And the, and, the, and you can't sweat the small stuff, but the small stuff also is what makes marriage, you know what I'm saying, fun. The little things, you know what I'm saying? Vulnerability, you know what I'm saying? That's what makes a lot of 